Mark chapter 15, verses 33 to 47. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the younger of Joseph and Salome. And when he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were also many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. And when evening had come, since it was the day of preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised to hear that he should have already died. And summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had, was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the corpse to Joseph. And Joseph brought a linen shroud, and taking him down, he wrapped him in the shroud and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of the rocks. And when he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Jesus, I'm sorry, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where he was laid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, a lot going on here. I have some questions, Jeremy. Yeah. What are we to think of this Aramaic that shows up in our Bible? Yeah. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Why, why do you think? I mean, it is interesting to me. The whole Bible is translated not, mm-hmm. you know, it's translated to English. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that Mark as a book was likely written initially in Greek. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, Mark included the Aramaic. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Have you ever thought about that? Well, yeah, it's interesting. So Psalm 22, verse 1, um, is like in view here, interestingly. Um, yeah, you know, some people think Jesus that is Jesus is saying Psalm 22 the whole yeah. time he's on the cross. Yeah, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah, and, you know, my uh, mouth is dry. I mean, there's all mm-hmm. these things that are kind of drawn out from that psalm. Yeah, and so, I mean, it is kind of interesting why... Uh, he would, you know, I, I think that Jesus typically spoke Aramaic, right? Sure. Yeah, I yeah. think that was kind of the common speaking language of the day. And so, yeah, I don't exactly know why, honestly. I just think that it. it was such a powerful moment. He's quoting the psalm. He's crying out to God. And everybody that told the story said, this is what he said. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because, yeah. I, I mean, think about that. Yeah, it was a moment they didn't want to forget, and so they just kind of kept it as original as they could, which which actually speaks in a lot of different directions, right? I think, A, it speaks to the power of the moment. B, it also speaks a little bit to uh, how Christianity 
is a translatable faith, mm. right? Mm. It's not like the Quran where everything is, I mean, so they're, they're, they're kind of preserving the language of that in language that's not being preserved, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. It's like yeah. saying like, look, like it almost the, 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 the fact that they just preserve this says this gospel can be preached in any language, mm -hmm. but here's like some moments mm -hmm. that are kind of sacred, which is kind of yeah. cool. It makes me think of like Mark, you know, he, you know, he is the author of, of Mark. And a lot of people think he's also like, you know, Peter is, is the one giving him a lot of these notes. Exactly. Like what's yeah. going on. And so like, he's composing something for people and he's using Greek to do that. But then this is like, you know, a direct quote of Jesus kind of situation like this. And so I, I think you're right to say he wanted it to be as like close to home as possible. And it is an amazing moment in particular, just in the story, the whole story of Jesus, the whole story of scripture, the forsakenness of the son. Yes. Yes. Like, that's unthinkable. How is the second person of God forsaken by the first person of God? Right. Right. It, yeah, it's unthinkable. Um, so, but then we see the third person of God, mm -hmm. as it were, um, verse 38, the curtain of the temple is torn. Mm -hmm. And what's the significance of that? I think you and I would both say it's as if in this moment, as atonement for sin is made for all people once and for all, this atoning place where the Spirit of God dwelled, the temple, um, has kind of changed in essence. And now, as it were, the third person of the Trinity is released to indwell the hearts and lives of all believers, which, mm -hmm. of course, we believe begins to happen in a very powerful way at Pentecost, obviously, but still happens to this day. Mm -hmm. um, and so now we have the Son being forsaken by the Father, but this work of atonement creating um, the presence of God being known in every place. Again, which speaks to kind of the universality mm -hmm. of the gospel, yeah. how it can be heard and received and, and the power of the gospel can go forward in different languages in different places in different times. And I love the way that Hebrews kind of talks about this moment. Hebrews 10 uh, in verse 19, he says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. Right. And so it's just this, yeah, it's this powerful moment of access to God. And yet like right before he basically gives up his access to God, right. he's forsaken so that we can have access to God. Oh, and it's, it's for everybody. And it's, it's through what he just did. Yeah. As Christ is being closed off mm -hmm. from the father, if, as it were, we are being opened up. The, 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 the doorway to the Father is being mm -hmm. opened up to us and to the presence of God. It reminds me of that quote uh, about, I think it's, um, you know, the old the evangelical uh, thinker, um, God giving up his privacy. Yeah, oh, yeah, Henry, Carl Henry. Carl Henry. Just, this is the moment. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, in a sense, the whole life of Jesus is God disclosing himself to us. Amen. And, and he does that in multiple ways. But this is this very like as as Hebrews talks about, like we have we have confidence to like go into the holy places with God now. Okay, and then this is interesting in the passage to me. The centurion, right? Mm -hmm. Surely this was the Son of God. Um, and then another thing that's interesting too, and I'll let you speak to both of these, yeah. Joseph of Arimathea. And we also learn in another gospel 
it's 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 in John. Mm-hmm. It's not just Joseph. Not just you know Joseph. who's hanging out with jo- you know who's hanging out with Joseph? Old Nicodemus. Old Nicodemus. Yeah, he comes back. Nick at night, as uh, Blake calls him. Um, yeah, he's hanging out with Joseph. These two, you know, what you'll call like in the inner circle uh, members of the council are identifying with Jesus. It's a very very powerful moment. And it's it's interesting that like Mark organizes this to point out the women first and then these high councilmen type people and how they're both they're both looking for Jesus. Um, they're both kind of here. They care about Jesus. They care about what's going on. And they're two totally different kinds of people. Yeah. Which is very interesting. I, I know there's a lot of different ways we keep going with this passage. I'm about to take it in like a direction you're like, whoa, I didn't see uh, what was going there. Here we go. The Shroud of Turin, okay? And let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the kind of the relic history of the church. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, this passage here is where that comes from that um, this linen cloth or whatever that Joseph wraps Jesus in becomes like the Shroud of Turin. And you can actually still go to Turin and see the Shroud. Have you been to Turin and no. seen the Shroud? I haven't either. No. Um, but, um, Anyway, I think that uh, I, I think that what's so interesting about that is we've just read, okay, we've just read that the Spirit of God Himself, third person of the Trinity, has been released from the temple mm-hmm. to go in, as it were, and indwell the life of every believer. And yet, still, somehow in church history, we came up with this: like we have to be close to a piece of the cross, or we have to be close to this little shroud that maybe was wrapped around Jesus. Um, and again, I think that there's, there's obviously, I mean, I'm leading a Holy Land trip, (laughs) but even the way that we do that, you know, I want to call it a study trip, not a pilgrimage. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're not like necessarily getting closer to God. I think you're understanding more of the Bible, Mm. but you're not like getting closer to God by going to these sacred spaces. Um, because, because now we have full access to the father, Mm -hmm. not through relics or through, locations that we go to, but through the mm-hmm. Spirit of Christ, through the Spirit of God and the third person of the Trinity, who now we have access to through faith because of what Jesus has done for us. And I do think that's a good way to kind of close here and, and to point out, you know, in our current moment, like what what should we take away from reading all this? We don't do certain things to get closer to God. Like God has done this work we just turn in faith to Christ Amen. who has given us access. And so let us not turn to any shrouds or other things for that access. Well, for Jeremy Brooks, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.